0: We had a beautiful celebration of Divine Mercy Sunday. The Lord provided good weather for us. So it wasn't just a beautiful environment, but above all, the extraordinary grace that God wishes to bestow upon us in his Son. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, bread becomes the Eucharist, the body of Christ. Through the Holy Spirit, We open our hearts and welcome the gift of eternal life. Welcome the gift of Jesus. Welcome his grace. And as we know that it is through the Eucharist that the divine mercy, extraordinary promises of the Lord are given to us. It is through the Eucharist, to the power of Jesus who is present in the Eucharist, all things are possible. And we are here To receive him for free. We don't have to do anything. Just show up. Just show up and say, Lord, I'm here. I'm waiting for you to come. I'm waiting for you to bestow your very presence to give me yourself, to transform me. But there's a need to go out. There's a need to come here. There's a need to go to church. There's a need to move our hearts and reflect. So there's the there's a moment of of that movement, and that movement we say is the Holy Spirit who moves our hearts. He one this inspires. He inspires us. He gives us this special spirit because to inspire is to means to to receive a spirit to move in spirit. And so this is why we are here. This is why we gather. But this is what also made Nicodemus go. He was a leader of the people. On one level, he didn't want to go during the day because everybody would be making comments. Making comments, oh, is he interested too? Is he someone who kind of secretly wishes to do something? He went and in a symbolic language of John during the night, because he came from darkness And came to Christ the light. So, in the language of Saint John, it wasn't just because he didn't want to be seen, but he knew that he was in darkness and he wanted to see and wanted to know more. Wanted to know more. He wanted to hear the voice of God. He wanted to see the truth. And for the truth, to one, one to see one needs the light and Christ is our light. And so here it is. Yes, he's a teacher of Israel. And Jesus speaks to him. You are the teacher. And and the Lord speaks to him in an unusual way. But on the other hand, we see Nicodemus in his humility. He says, well, I come I, I came to hear you. He said, How is it possible for me to be born again? Because Jesus says, You have to be born again. He says in that simplicity of the heart, he says, Can I re-enter the womb of my mother? No. But but Jesus continues, He has to be born, to be born of the Holy Spirit, to be born under the cross, to be born in faith. And that's the difference. How do we accept? We have to come like Nicodemus to Christ and we have to have a dialogue with him. Lord, how is it possible for me to be a Christian? How is it for me to be a better Christian? How is it possible for me to be a Catholic and real good Catholic? We have to enter into dialogue because the Lord Jesus shows us from the above, the truth from the above. And only the one who is from God, the Father himself, who came here, he's the only one who can teach us what is in uh, in heaven, what is above. And part of what is above is that just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert to cure, to heal the rebellion of the people, to heal the rebellion of those who were in the desert and yet there were Not exactly happy. They were not exactly happy, even though they had manna, even though they had water, even they had uh, meat. They had things, but they were not happy. They were missing something, and they want to go back to slavery to attain something, which they wish. And it's in that rebellion. And the Lord gave them a symbol of that which will take place in Christ, to look up. Yes, the the fiery serpent has to be raised on the pole and and the wood and then look up. We have Jesus and this is why it says, just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so must the Son of Man be lifted up so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. Jesus was raised on the cross and everyone who looks up to him to the Redeemer, to the one who has given his life for us. Everyone who looks up to him will have eternal life. Unless you're born of the of water and the Spirit, unless you're baptized and re- receive that confirmation in the gift of the Holy Spirit, you, you are not strong enough. You're not ready. You're not capable of entering eternal life now what we see here is this there's, there's a this morning's prayer the opening prayer invited us that we may believe that we may accept full revelation and be strong and so what we have is a beautiful example today of the early christian community and as you know just yesterday was a feast of saint mark so we did not read the first reading from monday of the first week But what that Monday of the first week speaks to us was that this community, this young Christian community, they prayed together. They gathered and prayed together. And this is what happened to them when they prayed together and they were calling upon the holy name of Jesus. And as they praised the place where they were gathered shook and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. So they themselves experience in prayer the gift of the Holy Spirit in prayer. Gathering for prayer is the place where we can. We know that many of the charismatic groups have received many, many gifts because of prayer, coming together, reading the scripture together, reflecting together. That's when the Holy Spirit comes alive because we're two or three are gathered. The Lord Spirit is there with us. So, so now, not only did they receive the Holy Spirit, but today's first reading continues, as you know, from the Acts of the Apostles. And so when the Holy Spirit came, then the community of leaders was of one heart and one mind. And no one claimed that any of his possessions was his own, but they had everything in common. And so it, only under the power of the Holy Spirit they realized who they are they're one they have to help each other they have to share things because we can't do it alone you know how many times we see i i spoke with quite a few men who you know they're kind of quietly gather you know like 6 a.m or something for morning prayer together they pray how many men do that right now i'm not too sure because they don't they don't share with anything unless they share with a priest perhaps you know maybe their wives know but but who knows at any rate they come because they see the importance of sharing God's word, sharing simple prayer, not much more. Just get together and pray. The power of the Holy spirit is there. Now with great power, the apostles were witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and, and, and great favor was accorded to them. Great power because they were, They receive that Holy Spirit. And then another dimension of this is when they recognize who they are, then there's no need. There's no need even among them because they can help. They would even sell things, give the proceeds to the sale, proceeds for sale, and they give and distribute the gifts to each other. And one of them was Barnabas who did that. And we know what happened to this Cypriot by birth. Barnabas became a collaborator, cooperator with, with St. Paul on the missionary journeys. And he was the one. He was known as, a, as someone who was very uh, peaceful in heart, brought, brought harmony to wherever he was. God gave him that gift. And as he was known, Barnabas, meaning the, his name was actually Joseph, but they changed his name to Barnabas, a son of encouragement. So history speaks of him as Barnabas. It doesn't say give us original name because of his function, mission, desire, wish, what he would do. Perhaps maybe we have additional name. Hopefully, hopefully it's always a good name. She's really great or she's very faithful. She's very pious or she's this or that rather than something opposite. The second aspect today is unity one heart, one mind. How would we attain unity? One faith, one love, one Eucharist. Oneness that comes from the Holy Spirit, oneness that comes from receiving the Eucharist. It's not the language that brings people together because we know that many people speak English or Spanish and they seem to be on the opposite ends, which means ideology becomes the Unifying factor, or maybe dividing factor. So it's not the language because we may speak the same language, but it's the language that goes beyond. It's a language of the heart, language that understands the needs of people. How many people have helped us? And I'm so grateful to God when, we, when He asks people to help us with, with Ukraine. And people have helped, and they are helping. Is not because many most of them are orthodox, because they are. Which means that not can be a unifying factor is the love, is the compassion, is the feeling feeling a pain for someone else. Want to help the wounded, hurt, the elderly who have no place to go, can't even barely walk. That's the movement of the heart and that heart formed by Christ, formed by God, is that which brings the unity. We believe in church, the church, one holy Catholic and apostolic. There's a wonderful summary of what this unity is all about in a catechism of the Catholic church, as you know, and it speaks of the characteristics of the church, the sacred mystery of church's unity. The church is one because of first source eight thirteen, if you wish to know. The highest exemplar source of this mystery is the unity in the Holy Trinity, the Trinity of Persons, of one God, the Father, and the Son, in the Holy Spirit. So first source of our unity is the Holy Trinity. The Trinity which gave us the very reality who, which we are it is in, in this from the father through the son and the holy spirit all things were made and we are here the church is one because of her founder for the word made flesh the prince of peace reconciled all people to god by the cross restoring the unity of all in one people and one body the church is one because of her soul It is the Holy Spirit dwelling in those who believe and pervading and ruling over the entire church who brings about that wonderful communion of the faithful and joins them together so intimately in Christ that he is the principle of the church's unity. Unity is the essence of the church. And this is something that Clement of Alexandria already said we're talking about way back right in the early church and says, what an astonishing mystery. There's one father of the universe, one logos, Christ, the wisdom of the universe and one Holy Spirit everywhere, one and the same. And there's also one virgin become mother, one mother of Jesus. And he says, and I should like to call her church. Being a mother of the church. And from the beginning, this one church has been marked by a great diversity because there are a variety of gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we know St. Paul compared the church into the body. Some are hearts, some are minds, some are hands, some are feet. So the difference of my eyes, some my ears, they hear more, they see more, they, they, they sense more. So that's the unity. But does not mean that we have to be diverse because of the one mystical body and then finally there's one profession we profess we have one baptism we receive the sacraments we believe in the Eucharist the oneness which brings us the holy communion holy oneness to the power of Christ and then the catechist speaks also of unity of wounds to unity um Where there are sins, there are also divisions, schism, heresies, and disputes. This is Origen who lived in the third century would say, but he says where there's virtue, which means by the virtues of, of our faith, theological virtues, faith, hope, charity. So where there's virtues, however, there's also harmony and unity from which arise the one heart and one soul. Furthermore, the desire to be united by what is known to be sanctified by the truth, truth. Truth makes us one. But the problem sometimes with the truth is it has to be shared with love, truth with love, because sometimes truth may hurt, may wound, may even divide. So truth in love. But then we also know that there's one who will never leave us intended. Jesus, on the night before he died, he prayed that all be one. Father, just as I am one in you, with you, so I, I wish that they would be one. They will be one in me as I am in you. they will be one in us, the unity that is formed by thee. By Christ's desire and by his prayer, Simon, I prayed for you that you'll be one. I prayed that you'll be strong, Peter. You you are the rock upon this, upon this rock, I'll build my church. Unity through Petrine leadership, unity under. Under the one who leads, and it's to strengthen and 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 shape and form, and then finally the this, the um, the the catechism 821 speaks of that the need things that will help us towards unity, is permanent renewal of the church. Always we seek and strive, going through Lent, going through penance, going through renewal through you know some form of of retreats, whatever it is that we are continuously called upon, because it's it's you know, if you want to be a great swimmer, you've got to swim every day. If you want to be a great musician, you've got to practice every day. If you want to be a great husband and wife that loves, you have to express that love, manifest that tender care for one another every day. Because there's something in our the way we are, we slip. We don't practice not only the muscles become sort of kind of strange and they seem to be bulging the wrong direction. But But it's the practice which makes us trim and fit. Conversion of the heart, try to live holier lives according to the gospel, which means permanent renewal, conversion of the heart, prayer in common, fraternal knowledge of each other, seeing each other as brothers, sisters. Dialogue, communion, dialogue, speaking, clarifying. You know, how many times, you know, there's a misunderstanding and a person has to say to someone who's close, I'm sorry, I didn't really mean to say that. I I was not careful and I said something which I shouldn't have said. Or, you know, when I use such an expression, I meant this. I didn't mean that. So the dialogue is able to, care, to, to remove the stumbling blocks from us. This is why we have to be sort of there. We can't say, okay, he's that way always, doesn't matter what I do, or she's always that way. Because, you know, and justifying the way we have to be No, because there's always the possibility for change because of prayer. We can't change somebody. There was a we had a we established in Washington at the very beginning of the promotion of this divine mercy message, Divine Mercy Sunday. And there was the there were lay people, wonderful lay people. This was 1990, 1991. And and we began to talk. Now, if you go to a priest in a parish and you introduce the Divine Mercy it's just 32 years ago, at that time of 31. He says, what do you do? And the priest says, I'm not interested. You say, you go and say, you, you've got to do this. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, whatever. Uh, no, you have to say, thank you. I just wanted to share with you. And then begin prayer. When you're driving back home in the car, for an hour or two, maybe wherever you are, pray. Prayer can change and prayer does change. So we then today We gather as Christians, we gather as one people, we gather to receive one Lord, we gather to share in that communion of the Eucharist itself. We share in the gift of the Holy Spirit. May we then to work towards that unity by, as the catechism would say, through conversion, renewal, through the greater desire to collaborate, to speak, to dialogue. But above all, know that the one who comes is the one who makes it all, makes us whole. He, he heals the wounds of division. He heals that which is within our hearts. Sometimes we have a divided heart. We can't, we don't know what to do. The Lord will help us. Maybe then as we continue to say a liturgy, know that God will never abandon us. The church will never be completely scattered because the lord is there even if we as sinful people may not always live in harmony but god desires the lord jesus prays the holy spirit is given and we know that god's power is greater than our weakness and we shall attain one day the unity in the paradise living with each other as brothers sisters in christ and that's our goal that's our desire that's our wish